Hello again, loyal listeners, fans of the Buy Back Your Life show. My name is Andrew. It is great to be here. Another episode coming at you today. We are talking about inflation, the latest report from the CPI number that came out last week, published on November 10th. And we're going to break it down and understand kind of what it means, what it may mean going forward, and just give you guys some kind of ideas that I'm flowing through my head right now and how I'm going to kind of take the data and apply it to my stock account and kind of my other investments as well as we move through the end of 2022. I cannot believe we're in November already. It is crazy. It's almost almost December, almost Christmas time. So we're going to get into this today. We'll break it down for you. But if you guys do want some extra information and learn how to invest with stock options or the stock market in general, some free resources, you can go find them on my YouTube channel. All you have to do is go to www.youtube.com slash at andrew.ferguson. You'll check out my channel, check out some videos. There are also a lot of free kind of content in the description of the videos for different kind of products, links, downloads, a bunch of different stuff to get you guys started on your journey into the stock market and world of investing. So check that out. And let's get into today's episode talking about inflation and the CPI number. So in October, consumer price index actually rose 0.4%. Okay but it was lower than it was a year ago. And it was lower than the cost that people were expecting, which led to a crazy, crazy kind of day for the markets. And actually it was a two day swing. The stock market jumped about 8% on the day that the report was announced last week and another like uh, four or 5% the day after, which doesn't happen in the market very often. Usually there's a huge, a huge catalyst like that. And if it does happen and something like this does move the market, this is, this is, like, this is why it's important to read the news and understand that a good inflation report after like being crushed by inflation kind of all year long is what it's going to take to kind of get us out of this funk in the stock market, in the crypto world. So the market responded really well to that. And going through the report here, like it was just, it's, it's so the interesting thing here is that the timeline of this matches up really interesting. And I want to highlight this point for you guys. So when we were in during COVID, right, I'm looking at a chart here on the map and just COVID 2022, we had lockdowns in starting kind of in February, March, April, things kind of shut right down. And that kind of, at that time, the consumer price index or CPI, so the, like the kind of inflation gauge went down all the way to about 0 0.5, 0.2% in 2020. Then as we kind of had the government response to COVID, there was a lot of stimulus kind of offered out, which just means that there was a lot of money handed out to everybody basically across the, across the globe, across the US for sure, Canada, everywhere else, uh, people were getting bailed up by the governments, right? They could survive, they could pay their bills, they could go to, a lot of people ended up spending the money on kind of housing renovations. I know people who decided not to work because they were getting more money kind of coming in uh, with handouts than they were just actually going to their job. And I, at the time, was fortunate enough to be still working. So I didn't take any of that money, just kind of kept doing my thing. I worked uh, in a regional kind of job for the government here and I was doing my thing in, in the engineering world. But anyway, people were getting cash, handed out left, right, and center which is interesting because the inflation numbers, the CPI numbers started to tick up in after May. It kind of bottomed out in 2020 of May at 0.2%. And then it started to slowly kind of gradually rise. And then through the summertime, it kind of was like 1% a month, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, 1.7 in February of 2021. And then it started to skyrocket. So March, 2.7, April, 4.2, May, 4.9. June 5.3. So that, like that's kind of, it's interesting to me to look at that and say, okay, that's really when kind of the, the stimulus was kind of injected into the economy. And you can see the effect of it one year later on the price of goods, because 
when you know, I, I, we talked about in this podcast before, if you just inject a whole bunch of money into a system, the currency that's currently in the system is then devalued. And the way it's devalued is because all of these companies are, it's more expensive for them to kind of get their products out to people. So they're going to jack up the prices. People can actually afford them because there's money in the system that didn't have before, which means that these prices kind of get pushed, inflated higher, even though the average person who wasn't taking a payout, their dollars don't go as far, but the prices of all these goods start to rise. So their dollars actually go less and the inflation steals your purchasing power. So it's interesting that April, May, June of 2021, about a year after the financial kind of incentives were given out, we see inflation just rip higher. Correlation, maybe, maybe not. The chart definitely says there is, but then in July of 2021, 5.3 kind of leveled off, 5.2 in August, 5.4 in September, and then boom. October 6.2, November 6.8, December 7.1. And we have this crazy run up all the way to March of 2022, this year, 8.6. And then June was the highest so far, 9% year over year inflation. And what we just got though, is we've got the, the high in June of 2022, 9%. Then we went drop down 8.5, then 8.2, then 8.2, then 7.7. We're slowly kind of moving back in the right direction because we've had a consistent number of interest rate hikes which is effectively trying to cool the market by the U.S. Federal Reserve, Mr. Jerome Powell. Thank you very much. We'll have another, sir. But the interesting thing here is that it's very difficult to sustain like two years of crazy, like almost double-digit inflation numbers. And what I'm seeing on the chart here is that the inflation kind of kicked off April, May, June, July, okay, August, right? And it's funny that it started to level out July, August of 2021, kind of in the summertime. And now we see it kind of starting to kind of drop in July, August of 2022, when the rate hike started to kind of kick in. So we're seeing like a year over year, kind of a, like a delayed kind of pattern in what's happening right now. And I'm not ready to kind of call it and say, okay, this is it. Like we're going back down and they're going to have to start kind of uh, lowering interest rates. I don't think that's, I don't think that we're at quite there yet. And quite frankly, I was totally wrong about interest rates. I thought they were going to have a couple of rate hikes and then kind of just pause and just assess the situation, but they didn't. They've consistently been raising rates all year long, which is obviously done what it's done to the economy and done what it's done to the markets. But I'm interested to see if the November kind of report comes in and it's right around that kind of 7% mark where it was at in 2021. It starts to kind of creep a little bit lower. If it does, that's a good thing. What we're looking for here in terms of like investors, the economy kind of stability for the kind of the Fed to kind of maybe think about pausing rate hikes or even reducing them in, in the number of points is that we need to have two kind of consistent months here of negative kind of GR inflation. And we have had a couple, we've had a, a few here, but we're going to kind of get down that 7% kind of track. And then maybe just maybe the Fed kind of thinks, about, okay, let's just kind of pause this and even have reduced amount of uh, hikes for, per, per amount, or we just kind of let it kind of taper off and see where it goes without hiking anymore because they are kind of on this, like I said, it's kind of a one-year delay. So if they kind of decide that and see that and think about, hey, maybe we've done enough, let's kind of see how the market plays out. But if there's any kind of peak or kind of jumping back up of the CPI number, it's going to definitely put a huge damper on the markets. And it's just a signal that the, uh, the, the rate hikes can't continue because inflation to the Fed is number one priority right now. If it's not coming down, then they're going to continue to kind of jack up the rates and cause us all, myself included, to feel some pain. And the financial kind of burden that we're going to keep facing is increased variable rate mortgages, increased line of credit payments, increased uh, just kind of cost to borrow money. Money becomes very hard to borrow and it becomes a little bit kind of finicky. You're going to see 
the real estate kind of sector kind of dropped a little bit higher too. If, if it, if it or dropped a little bit lower, if it does continue this way, because people are kind of getting squeezed right now, people that were over leveraged, you see that in other sectors. And I'm going to talk about that in another episode of this podcast, but just the over leveraging has to kind of get shaken out of the market before it's going to kind of come back down to normal. So interesting time for us in the market right now. And CPI is a huge number to, to understand, to track every month to month. Just that's, if the, if, it, if the market like this can be moved seven, eight percent by one report, wouldn't it be beneficial for you to kind of understand when that report comes out and have an idea of what it is and how it's going to affect things? Like, honestly, like that's the kind of competitive advantage a lot of people don't get or don't think about when they're looking at the stock market. They just think they're picking a stock, they're picking a company, they're picking an index fund, or they're kind of spreading out risk. But if you can actually kind of hone in on some of these major news events, you can really like pinpoint ideas and times when it makes sense to kind of get a little bit more aggressive or when it takes some risk off. Just by looking at the trends, it's not that much effort. It just takes a little bit of reading and understanding what these numbers mean. So like I said, just to reiterate, CPI was good in October. It popped the market quite a bit. And what we're seeing now is what we want to see is another kind of month in November of CPI dropping below 7.7, hopefully around that 7% area, which would be just a year over year, the same kind of growth two years in a row. And if we can get there and kind of keep on lowering it, that is a good sign that the Fed may decide to start kind of easing off on the rate hikes. If we don't see that though, the market is going to react very poorly because a lot of people I think are kind of in like this kind of knee-jerk reaction mode where they just think, okay, this is a really good report. Boom, I'm back in the market. I'm back in, I'm gonna make a lot of money. Here we go, let's do this. Because there's been so much kind of waiting around in 2022. There's no action. Like it's been a boring year as an investor, unless you've been shorting the market, which in case you've made a killing, but the average person's kind of been sitting, or at least I've been sitting on the sideline with my cash just kind of tied up in stocks and just waiting. I'm just waiting for it to come and go back and bounce back up. And I have a timeline of, it could take two years. It could take two months. It could take 10 years. Like I'm willing to kind of wait it out and see what happens. But the average person really isn't. They're in it to make a quick buck, which is kind of the way the market normally works. And that's kind of where we have to see what the next inflation report is going to be like, just to understand where the market may go next. So again, if it goes down again, we're looking for down is good. Up is bad. And just kind of adjust your plans accordingly. And just understand too that if the market can be moved 8% in a day, kind of back-to-back consecutive big moves like that, that is a very unstable market. You cannot expect the market to kind of do that day after day. That's a very volatile kind of environment. So that means that that just kind of confirms the idea that it's still very much a volatile market and good or bad news will have a huge effect. So if it's good, it's going to be good. It's going to, it's going to boost things a lot. If there's bad get ready for another kind of massive sell-off and see those kind of companies and sectors kind of drop eight, 10% in a day. It's not uncommon right now. Just It's not signs of a healthy market. A lot of skepticism, a lot of kind of hopium out there, nothing kind of based on fundamentals right now. When you see the kind of this kind of news affecting the market from like a one to two, three, maybe 3% swing, that's when the market's kind of more under control, kind of more or less, more in line with neutral volatility, I'll call it. So we just kind of get back to that point to kind of understand the market that's actually in balance and not kind of prone to these kind of wild swings we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks. So there you have it today, talking about CPI and the consumer index report. If you want to find that kind of number, the best thing to do is just kind of look at Google and say uh, CNBC, CPI, or inflation uh, percentage. And then it'll give you the articles and you can see it right there. But the consumer price index is what you want. And it'll kind of give you a quick little article about what you can uh, kind of read through to see how things have changed and how we're kind of trending uh, for these kind of rate hikes and the overall kind of health of the economy. It's a good kind of measure for that kind of stuff. So familiarize yourself with it if you haven't seen it already. And uh, just make sure you understand when it comes out, how it can affect your trading, how it can affect the market, and you'll be good to go. So 
again, if you want to have kind of some resources at your disposal to learn how to invest in the stock market, I recommend going to my YouTube channel, but also to just tradingoptionsdaily.com. There are free eBooks. There is a link to the actual podcast. There's a link to my YouTube channel. There's a couple articles written on that page as well. Just content for you guys to digest and just understand this stuff a little bit better to hopefully help you guys get on track and make a little bit more cash with your investing. That's it for me. Thanks for listening. I will catch you on the next one.